Welcome to the dark forest Jackie and her pals will never bore us Shameless confessions about our obsessions Will make us laugh and smile So let's explore the dark forest And dark down for a while Hi, it's Jackie Cation And you are listening to The Dork Forest The website's JackieCation.com DorkForest.com TheDorkForest.com if you like a determiner Let's do the credits. Patrick Brady's going to fix this audio and video. Vilmos works on JackieCation.com. And Mike Rickberg uh, sang the song with his wife, Sarah. He composed it, and he will sing his version of the Mexican hat dance at the end of this show. Thank you so much for listening to The Dorks Forest. Here's a scoop. I'm doing stand-up online. A lot of Zoom shows will eventually go back on the road. Sign up for my email list. It's easy to get off. It's harder to get on than it is to get off. And no harm, no foul. If ever bored, JackieCasia.com, sign up for the email list. You'll find out about my weekly Zoom shows and stand up on the road eventually. You may donate to the show if you would like. I would like. Sure, I would. There's PayPal, Jackie at JackieCasia.com, and there is a PayPal button on both ZorkForest.com and JackieCasia.com, and there's Venmo if you like Venmo, Jackie-Cation, oddly enough. If you have listened to all of the shows, Go to dorkforest.bandcamp.com, I think. The Dork Forest has a Bandcamp page. You can listen to a a lot of ones that are free from pre-2000 nine when I started pre-recording and uh, then there's uh, live episodes that cost me a couple of bucks so I charge you a couple of bucks. There's also some stand-up. There's a story uh, album that's very exciting there and um, other than that I have a lot of merch in my garage. Feel free to order if you know anybody who doesn't have any CDs or the DVD and uh, you can follow me everywhere at Jackie Cation. Let's get into the show. Hey it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my garage. And I'm fine. It's finally happening, Mark. We're doing it. <laughs> Saltvite, Mark Saltvite, palindromist or pal- palindromist? Palindromist. Palindromist, I say. And the Oxford English Dictionary agrees with me. Doesn't matter what Will Short says. He's just wrong. <laughs> this is, Sorry. This is a fight between two people. That, is, thinks, the, that yeah. is This is the best dork forest ever. Could it be more specific? <laughs> Will Short uh, thinks it's uh, it's. It's too uh, pretentious to say palindromist. Uh, I think it's sexy. So, <laughs> wow, uh, you're both wrong. And uh, <laughs> I love, um, I love all of it. Uh, what is a palindrome? Well, uh, first of all, let's uh, yeah. tell people it's at Dowish. A at T A O I S H. That's right. Um, or the palindromist.org all- is the the website. It's the, the website. website. Palindromist.org. Yeah. And yeah. all of that will be in the notes to yes. listen to Mark, and that'll be lovely. What, 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 what is it? What, Words what, and sentences that are the same backwards and forwards, like boob or or dad wow. or uh, I like longer ones like a taco cat or uh, sit on a potato pan, Otis or uh, Eva. Can I stack Rod sadass dork cats in a cave? That is super specific. And I like that last one the best. Taco cat. You rarely ever say the word taco cat. No, it's true. Well, it's really it popular. In- it drives me crazy, actually, because to write a palindrome is so hard. And I, I, you know, I find it really amusing the ingenuity people do to just try to make them work. And then sure. taco cat's just sitting there like a gold nugget you found on the sidewalk. <laughs> but people love taco cat. There's T-shirts. You can buy books. Taco cat drives me crazy. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right. There's a band well, named Taco Cat. Okay, so essentially there's different tiers of love in a palindrome. Oh, yeah. And and so people, yeah, I mean, I think people love language to begin with. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, this is a weird thing, like haiku. Yeah. And palindromes. And, I mean, these are these are just unique, unique ideas. How did you, how did you first uh, learn your love of the language this, well, that uh, we speak? Yeah, like a lot of people, um, I got into it like in third grade or fourth grade uh, for international listeners age eight, nine. Uh, It's very often taught propagandistically by the educational institutions uh, to try to get kids interested in language. So uh, I have a friend from San Francisco, John Agee, who does very well with these books of 
palindrome cartoons for kids. Like his famous one is Go Hang a Salami, I'm a Lasagna Hog. Oh my God, that is hilarious. Uh, yeah. Because that is clearly a palindrome as well. And he's a as... brilliant cartoonist too. So he's got hilarious cartoons with each of these. Oh, that's super cute. And he yeah. lives up in San Francisco? Yeah, yeah. That's where I started my zine back in the day. So I was actually able to just meet him at Specs Bar, which is in, I guess you're not drinking these days, but it's an awesome dive bar in uh, North Beach. Who doesn't love the, the dank? Uh, yeah, they probably exactly. have comedy. And uh, so. <laughs> Thankfully not, but it's right by the Purple Onion. Like okay. a block or two from the Purple Onion. Okay. This is, uh, by the way, this is being recorded in 1994. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was. That's about when it started, even a little before that. It's, uh, so what, um, so, okay. So when you were a kid, you were into it. Yeah. And, um, and it's so just, I've got know, a story about yeah. that. So when we were kids, my dad, we lived in Portland, Oregon, and my dad loved to do these insane long car vacations where we would drive like four or 500 miles a day. And we oh had one God. of those VW camper vans where with a fold out table and seats <laughs> that faced each other. So we just fought basically most, you know, three boys right. in four years. Uh, but at a certain point, my parents got clever and said, I will pay you a nickel a page if you make newspapers, which really enthralled us for a while, even though the headlines were like, John is an idiot, you know, would be the headline of the newspaper, <laughs> whatever, the picture. We still got our nickel. Um, right, right. You're just like, a lot of this is going to be headlined. A lot yeah. of this is going to be a square for where the photos are going to go. I'm the and editor. I'll write a so, no, I'm, I'm drawing an ugly picture, you know, horns and mustache and black teeth and all that. Sure. Sure. Um, but then we got into palindromes. So this is about, you know, that age. Uh, and we started trying to write palindromes and we were terrible. at it. It's really hard, you know. And so like the best we ever came up with was radar, kayak, radar. OK, because all three of those words are, are palindromes. But yeah. And so if you do the same one on the outside and put one in the middle, you can do that with any three words that are palindromes. Yeah. Kayak could have radar, maybe. Anyway, that's the best we came up with. Until, That's not bad for children. Until. Oh, just you wait. We thought we were going to go down in history as the most famous kids ever. Because we, I don't remember whether it was me or my brothers, uh, came up with a dirty palindrome. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if we can say this on a podcast, but it's. Uh, oh, my God. What is it? Eat poop tea. Oh. And we were tea dancing and celebrating. Drinking tea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eat poop uh -huh. tea. Yeah. Uh, but then, then we noticed the fatal flaw. <laughs> it doesn't actually work. It would have to be eat poop tay, T-A-E, to go backwards. Or mm. eight poop, A-E-T, poop tea. Oh, you were so close. You were oh, so close and to crushed. making the kid, the kid chronicles. Yeah. And uh, now yeah. no one's ever heard of me. So that's what happened. Mark <laughs> um, so, sulfite, everybody. Mark sulfite. <laughs> So then, you know, like kids do, we got bored and completely forgot about it for about 20 years. Uh, and then, you know, uh, as I was getting ready to get married and whatever, I uh, uh, was insomniac one night, which doesn't usually happen. And I was mm -hmm. just thinking, well, palindromes is fun. Let's give that a shot. And suddenly I was good at it. Like I, I could reel them off with the help of a large dictionary. Um, wow. And I wrote this really long one I called the brag of the vain lawyer. Okay. Would you like to hear it? Yes, please. Of course it was I would. The, it was the centerfold of issue one of my zine. It, uh, <laughs> There's only one answer. Yes, I would love to hear yeah, it. Yeah. And the Thank brag you. of Thank the you. vain lawyer. What happened was you said the words, the brag of the vain lawyer, and all I could think was, is that a palindrome? <laughs> yeah, right. That's the yeah. danger of this whole business. Um, right, right. But you would be a pretty bad podcaster if you're like, nah, no, nah, we're really short on time here. Let's, uh, let's wrap this <laughs> right, up. We're eight minutes in. Right. It's, uh, it's the, over. That's the improv no. No, you're not a doctor. <laughs> oh, uh, okay. Before you tell me about uh, this, yeah. where are you? I right saw now. I lady walk behind you. I'm in yeah. Middlebury, Vermont, in the Davis Family Library, where I work. Oh, fair enough. Uh, a person walked behind you uh, yes. th through the window. It was very one my, exciting. One of my assistants. Okay, I haven't seen. Yeah, there's uh, a very a large staff. Humans. Yes. Huge staff here for the polygamist. <laughs> All right. So tell me about the lawyer. Yeah. Uh, so the brag of the vain lawyer. 
which is the first real palindrome I ever wrote, goes, resold in Saratoga, riveting in a wide whale suit, I use law, Ed. I, Wan, ignite Virago, comma, tar a snide loser. Wow. That is, that's long. First I mean, of I, all. Didn't, I didn't know half those words. I looked them up in the dictionary. But, you know, I learned like right. what a Virago <laughs> is and stuff. It makes sense. Sure. Is it, it's so funny because I have always pronounced it uh, vira, uh, Virago, I think. So um, I've never like heard Virago. anyone other than me say the word in my life. Uh, well, I've only read it, so yeah, when me I say too. it's, it's like we're, the word, it's like the name Sean. Yeah, uh, for years it was seen, seen, seen yeah. right, right. Mm. Yeah, um, my mother they, made fun of me. My mom had an infamous one of those where uh, the word M I S L E D. So you can tell we're Misled. more readers than socialized people, right? Right. <laughs> we mispronounce <laughs> a lot of words. Uh, she pronounced that word misled. Ooh, wait a minute. She has been misled as how yes, that is yes. supposed to be pronounced. But it sounds really bad if you say he misled me. Like yeah, you should call the sudden, police. If someone yeah. misles you, you should probably call the police, I think. There's a lot of injustice there. Yeah, you gotta talk to somebody. Uh I once wow. said on a on a video, a comedy video we made in college, I once uh on you know, not trying to be funny, just thinking that was how it goes, uh said the word G-A-M-U-T. Mm-hmm. As the whole yeah, gamut. The whole gamut? <laughs> yeah. I don't mind the, the accent on that syllable. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you want, it, you want the whole gamut. I had more books than friends in high school, is what we're saying here. Right. I think, uh, I think that <laughs> is the pattern we're both seeing. Yeah. Uh, cool. I'm writing that down. Like, if I titled these shows, it would be called More Books Than Friends. Yeah, good, um, good. And... Uh, so, yeah, so that's how, that's how it's, you, so you had the zine. Yeah. The uh, palindromist. Yeah, palindromist, please. Palindromist, please. Who are you, uh, Will Shorts? Come on. I'm, I'm Will Shorts, <laughs> who I don't know who that is, but. He's the like, uh, New York uh, Times crossword puzzle editor. Oh, is he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Which he has been for a long, he's uh, the wordplay. Also, if you ever listen to NPR on Sunday mornings, he's the puzzle master. Will Shorts, who does those. Oh, I've heard that. Yeah. 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 His so name he's... was also Shorts. I always yeah. think, I mean, that, that couldn't have been pleasant for him as a child. No, it's Will no. wearing shorts. Is what, but he, Will but he is wearing hap- pants. <laughs> he is the happiest guy I've ever met, I have to say. I've met him in person a couple times. And, uh, you know, he does crosswords for a living. Right. I mean, if that's if that that feels like one of those gigs that you fall into and then all of a sudden you're mm. like, it's, I love it. I love it so much, and now I'm allowed to do it for a living. Right. There's Except, absolutely no reason to be happy in your work. Oh, he, yeah? he might be he might be a, a good counterexample to that. He really worked his ass off to become that person. By which I mean he went yeah. to I think it was University of Iowa, and they have a roll your own major, a, a roll your own PhD. He is the only person in the history of the world with a PhD in enigmatology, the study of puzzles. Oh, wow. I bet you no longer. Uh, I don't know. It, you know. Because uh, I will tell you something. My husband, Andy Ashcraft, yeah. uh, teaches uh, game design mm. at a school. And there is a master's program in very specific kinds of game design. Wow. And I bet you and yeah. photography might now be a thing that people study. But it, he might yeah. have created it. He might it might have, be a uh, prerequisite, I think. Well, you got to want it. God knows yeah. you got to want it. Anyway, he certainly worked his butt off. Then he was uh, editor of Games Magazine for years, uh, including starting up like 1980. I don't know. I'm going to say 85 to 95, something like that. How old Whenever is it? it existed. Well, Shorts, he's probably 60, 65, I'm going to guess. I don't know why. I thought this guy would be like 90 years old. Uh, and, I could and, be and wrong. He, he's very fit and has good skin if he is. If he's 90, it's yeah. working out for him. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, he's uh but if you listen to that puzzle segment? No. Oh, it's so he I'm comes sure I've on, heard it, but I don't yeah. listen to it. But he, yeah. he it's an important difference. And and I appreciate you acknowledging that. I mean, the world <laughs> would be a lot better if people made that distinction more often. <laughs> um 
he he comes on. So someone sends in a postcard and they pick one at random and they have you on to do live on the air word puzzles, which are generally very hard. Okay. And it's like the most terrifying thing in the world to me. Like I've even given him puzzles that he's used on the air and I'm still scared to death of doing these puzzles. So you wouldn't want to do it frightening. yourself. No. I'm hearing. No, absolutely. I have never sent in the postcard. But so uh, in uh, in 2012, he set up the World Palindrome Championship, uh, okay. and uh, I sort of accidentally won the damn thing. And so he when invited. When was that? Where was it? 2008 um, in Brooklyn. Okay, it's like at the Marriott or something in Brooklyn. Uh, H- he does hundreds of people, hundreds, dozens. Uh, what are we looking at? Well, competitors. There were yeah, eight uh, competitors, eight or attendees? nine competitors, six hundred, six hundred people in the crowd. Respectable. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, so he invited me out to give a talk at this really cool event he does at the Mohonk Mountain Resort, which is an amazing, do you know that place in upstate New York? No, but I have, we have to back up slightly to hear yeah, about yeah. this 2012 thing, because oh, yeah. I need to know what is a palant, what's, what's the contest? Oh, okay. So you will be more familiar with this than almost anyone else. Do you know Nato Green's show, Iron Comic? Which has been at Bridgetown uh, and such. I I believe I did it once. I yeah. don't. It's sort of a. <laughs> you weren't yeah. listening though. Right. I don't. I right. Exactly. I was there, but I don't think I listened. So it's, a, it's based on Iron Chef. Right. Which I remember. Right? Yes. So it's sort of a, a very fancy version of Chopped. For those of you, I, who I don't know Chopped. So Chef. yeah. Right. So, so Iron Iron Chef. Uh, these cooks. They show up, you had three random ingredients. Here's beets, chocolate sauce, and uh, an egg. And uh, make three gourmet meals of it or something. And so uh, Iron Comic is just you show up, let's take three prompts from the crowd, improv. You have 20 minutes to write a completely new set. Nothing you've ever done before. That's right. right. I remember that. And so uh, uh, Will created, at my behest, um, this competition based on Iron Comic. So uh, uh, he would come up with three constraints to include in your palindromes. Like one of them was, it has to have an X and a Z in it. And then you had like an hour to create new original palindromes and they actually Google them to make sure they're not old palindromes. Okay, and how long do they have lengths that they have to it's be? Up to you. It's up to you. Okay. Uh, I'm not like a you're big not gonna fan win of the long one ones. Word. No, not one word. But uh, well, I can tell you the one that did win. Yeah, I went blue. I actually had two. One I think was a better palindrome, but I had an advisor there, and I said, "Should I use this one, which is funnier and kind of blue, or this one, which I think is a better palindrome?" And he's like, "Don't be an idiot. Use the sexy act." Mm-hmm. So um, the winner is Devil K fixes trapeze part. Sex if yak lived. Okay. All right. Crazy. <laughs> right. The you, crowd, know. you know what? I bet you they <laughs> fucking did. And uh, I yeah. am so sorry that I have to spend <laughs> after every sentence you say, Mark, I have to go. <laughs> is that a, okay. That's a palindrome. Okay, I should have so a little was, prompt. Like I'll snap my fingers if it's a palindrome or something. Right. Right. Or you, if you had share screen opportunity here on YouTube, yeah. uh, you, yeah, it'd be something. So the, yeah, the, um, the movie, the Plindermas, which just came out feature documentary starring weird Al Yankovic, Danica McKellar, Will Shorts and me. Um, oh, nice. What they do, they have a really nice device. Whenever someone does a palindrome, they ring a little bell at the end of the okay. palindrome so that you know that it's a palindrome and that it works. What what streaming service is this program on? It's on Apple TV and also okay. on iTunes. So when you sign up to get Ted Lasso, which you absolutely should do, you then get the palindromists also for free. There you go. It's uh I I I believe I got, I was eligible for a free year when I bought my phone and oh, yeah. um and I didn't take it up. I didn't take them up on it. It might be waiting because for you. It might still be waiting for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what was the one that you didn't do that you think was a so better one? That one was, I tan, I mole. In a way, Obama, I am a boy, a wan Illuminati. Ooh, wan Illuminati. Yeah. 
That's a great. That's guy. a great term. Thank you. I had one guy like a year later say, "Well, you know, if it's just you, that's singular, and it should be illuminatus." I was like, "Fuck you! Write your own palindrome." Oh, yeah. There's that guy's gonna be there. <laughs> yeah. That guy's I, I, so gonna be there right at the palindrome uh, hang. Yeah, he's, going, he's not. Uh, he's not improving on it. <laughs> oh my god, that guy. Um, Never the be thing that about guy. that guy. Well, the thing about that guy is that I actually kind of, I am that guy sometimes, mm, mm-hmm. and I married that guy, and a lot right. of my friends are that guy, and oh, the yeah. York Forest is teeming, teeming. I tell you, yeah, yeah, with that guy. Well, uh, and, but it and it can be used. That power can be used for good. You just sure. have to be no, aware absolutely. that when you're called upon it, when someone goes, <laughs> "Hey, man, uh, you write your own palindrome," yeah, is you have to go. Fair enough. Stepping away. Uh, it was just it because it becomes right. kind of a muscle memory. You're like, yeah. no, I don't see the Oxford comma, or right. I don't <laughs> right, see the right. right. It's it becomes this this thing that you that is automatic and. You have driven someone mad accidentally. Right. So you have to be able to just go, you're right. Do not be mean to be a pedant. Or you can go, yeah. here is my palindrome and it's better than <laughs> yours, motherfucker. Yeah. The idea of doubling down, <laughs> uh, you might want to rethink that one. Do, do the work. You have to do the work if you're going to double down. Don't just, you can't bluff that. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah, let's see your award from winning in 2012. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Well, there's another one in five years, buddy. Come back. Join in. See how you So do. it was such a hit, you had another one in five years? What happened? Well, uh, Will Shorts has sort of been setting this thing up where he's going to do a new World Palindrome Championship every five years. So there was another oh, okay. one in 2017, which is the subject of the feature film The Palindromist, now available on Apple TV. Fascinating okay. movie. Really enjoyable. A lot of fun. Um I really think that actually, but um, yeah, and also really I did fun. I did little historical segments. So the the filmmaker chopped it up with uh, little animated bits from palindrome history, which has kind of been my obsession over the last twenty years. Uh, and I wrote those and narrated them. Is there are there palindromes in every language? I I mean, there's what thousands of languages, so I can't be yeah. exhaustive. But uh, I whenever I've looked hard into a given language there's always been some okay yeah i mean i was gonna say have you run across people who are like i am french and oh. we also have palindromes. oh yeah absolutely or, well certainly yeah. all the european languages but even like um there's an amazing chinese one from like 300 uh ce and we don't say AD yeah, yeah. anymore ce um the this common era Su-hui, was a very was a um there's a good story behind it too. So she was married to a, 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 you know, an official of the emperor, whatever, in China, nobility, and he got posted to a remote uh, province, and he took up with a concubine. Bastard! What? And to win her, wait, there husband... were people cheating on other people back oh, yeah. in 300 oh, yeah. CE. Who knew? Who knew? I thought I it even... was just. Monogamy galore back then. We haven't even nope. gotten to so toddies the obscene who invented palindromes. But let me finish this story first. Okay, finish that one first. He also invented pornography. Um, he's a character. But so Su Hui, to win her husband back from this slattern, uh, wrote uh, what's called the Star Gauge. She did not. She not only wrote it, but she sewed it as brocade on silk, and it's this That's amazing. Why it lasted. It's this amazing figure, 841 Chinese characters in sort of a grid, kind of like a Confederate flag shape, but without the racism and slavery. Uh, And you can read the characters backwards, forwards, doing loops, little crosses and And, stuff. And does it all say, screw you, husband? (laughs) No, it goes after the woman appropriately. She's Uh, trying to win him back. Well, she's trying to win him back. If she didn't want him, she could have just let him go. He was in another province. You know, it's not like there were airplanes then. So women have been dumb forever. That's the other thing. <laughs> women have been like, well, no, that guy cheated on me. We're going to try to get him back for sure. He'll never do it again. He for was rich. Sure. He might have been cute. We don't know. We don't know the calculations. Right. I'm sure she blamed herself. 
That's what we do know. We know that uh, there's a good portion of the ladies uh, who are yeah. blaming themselves on oh, the yeah. dirtbag fellas. Uh, yeah. Don't do it. But she yeah. made an amazing sort of giant tapestry where you could read it in all the directions. Yeah, so the characters, the uh, they form rhyming poetry in every different direction. It's not always the same, but each little section or direction forms a different poem. There's thousands of poems in this thing. It's amazing. Wow. Yeah. How do you spell her name in English? Do you remember? S-U space H-U-I. Okay. I am going to look her up because she yeah. sounds awesome. She is pretty now, awesome, despite her who, taste in men. But, you know, we all know, uh, if, we all know if I was that gonna, woman. If I was going to hang, not hang out with women because of their taste in men, yeah. there'd be trouble. I'd spend a lot of time I, alone. I'm not going to name any podcasts. but uh, uh, I'm not going to name any, I'm not gonna name any uh, men. Because uh, yeah, well, a, yeah. a lot of my friends, actually, they kept, you know, they would come with me to shows and they weren't comics and they would meet these guys who were comics. Uh, and I was like, oh, and they no, would pick, no, no, here's no, the thing, no. they would pick the nicest of the comics or they would pick the most messed up. They never oh. went hardcore for the mean, stupid comics, but right. the super, like they would, they would pick like a nice comic who wasn't a very good comic. Or they uh, would pick up a very funny comic who was a giant disaster of a oh, of an adult oh, human. Right. So uh, I have I have there's some bad taste out there. It happens yeah. with the men folk as well. It happens. Oh yeah. There's oh, some yeah. trouble both right. ways. Who right. invented the palindrome? So that would be Sotadis the obscene of Maranea, a guy who lived in Alexandria, Egypt, in the shadow of the Great Library, approximately oh. 280 BC. Okay. Um, yeah, and he BCE, was BCE. If we're going to be BCE, thank you, thank you very am much. I, yeah, am I that guy? I'm that yeah. guy. No, no, yeah. this very appropriately in this case. You know, I think there's a philosophical point on being that guy there. I think the whole universe of dorkdom is riding that fine edge between being that guy and being no fun. And you have to, where do you make your exceptions? Is is I think the whole taste part of it. You know where it helps? Not taking hmm. yourself too seriously, which yes. I think a lot of rangers of the Dork Forest have access to. I mean, mm -hmm. most of my fans are just like, no, I know that I'm that guy. <laughs> yeah. I know that I'm that person. Right. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna call it and then I'm gonna back away slowly, yeah. knowing yeah. that I've probably irritated you. Perfect. And that and then yeah. when you mock me, we can both laugh at it, and then maybe we'll be friends. That's we how we know. grow, actually. Mm -hmm. It's the people, uh, the people or politicians who can't admit they're ever wrong that I have trouble with. And again, we uh, don't want to name names. But. Oh, my God. So many names. Yeah. Anyway, they're every yeah. rock in this country. Turned over. Anyway, yeah. so. Yeah. So, so Tati the Obscene. Uh, and he How are also, you spelling that? S obscene. O -T yeah. O-B-S. No. <laughs> that's being that smart-ass guy. That's my dorkdom, is, is being the smart-ass humor guy. Um <laughs> The uh, I do try to keep it out of my professional comedy life, but um, the uh, uh, S O T A D E S. Okay, sotades. Yeah, sotades or sotades. I you know I don't know. I'm not pronunciation right. is my weakest spot on all this stuff. I've been doing all this research on. So right, right, right. And um, actually, I have a friend who's a professor of classics at Cornell who tells me. Even the professors of classics disagree on the pronunciation of a lot of this stuff. So that yeah, made me feel get, a lot better. Yeah, you can't get it. No one was there. Right. No, There's no so, sound recordings from that era. <laughs> it's uh, my, uh, my Latin teacher in high school took uh, conversational Latin. Oh, really? And she said it was one of the dumbest things. She said, I thoroughly enjoyed it, but it was genuinely dumb. <laughs> and, um, and then she taught me, uh, she taught us all. Latin is dead, dead as can be, first to kill the Romans, now it's killing me. And then <laughs> I went to college and ended up, I tried to get retro credits and took fifth semester Latin. And mm -hmm. then I went back to high school and told her that. And she almost burst into tears and actually said this sentence. You're not good at Latin, Jackie. Oh, anyway. no. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, that's horrible. Uh, she was correct. Uh, Latin well, is, takes a great deal of work, but he, tell yeah. me about Sotade. So he okay. lived back in 290. Yeah, 280. So he died probably 280, 270. You know, it's it's so, there's such a, the fog of history is so, you know, and I think it really drives me crazy when people like say they know exactly what happened in 500 BCE. No, you didn't. Nobody knows. It's just a fact. 
that nobody knows, right? Anyway, right. Um, so he was also a sexual outlaw. That's the other interesting thing about him. What, what, professor, did, he, what, what did he do for a living? He was a poet, uh, probably, you know, uh, 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 patronized by the king and queen. Uh, Ptolemy he was, II, uh, Philadelphia. Algeria? Where was Alexander? No, in Egypt. Egypt. It was in Egypt. Okay, yeah. so... So it's right on the Mediterranean. Yeah, we don't know. It's interesting. There's a lot of North African palindromists. Uh, Luxorius, who was a sort of a bad stand-up comic right after Rome fell. Uh, Optation Porphyrius, who is not precisely a palindromist the way we know it, but he did kind of backwards and around figures. Uh, pattern poetry, as we say. Uh, there was actually a lot. There was kind of a whole rash of that. But um, yeah. So anyway. But it was right Egypt. around then. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, uh, so how do we know that he invented it? Well, it's mostly from an epigram of Marshall's is what gives us this. Um, that's a very interesting question because he was so scandalous that almost everything he's written has been destroyed. All we have is like a dozen fragments of his work and several references to him. Like, uh, I'll cut to the end of the story. He was executed by King Ptolemy for insulting him at his wedding to his sister, which uh, Sotades felt was a bit objectionable. And uh, wait, so so he's at, he's been invited to the wedding. Yes, he's and he's is at, at the banquet afterwards. He's talking to Ptolemy's sister. Uh, Ptolemy and his sister wife uh, are okay. silly too. Okay, yeah. are are the three of them are hanging out by the well, it's a large crowd. Ladies. It's after you know, it's after the it's a banquet. People are doing toasts. It's that kind of thing, right? Oh, after, okay. Yeah, it's the wedding banquet, the night of the wedding, and and uh, so he did a toast, and he did more of a roast. Yeah, it was a poem he wrote. Um, uh, only two lines of which have survived: the first and the last. And the first poem is very flattering. He kind of sets it up, right? It's like. Uh, uh, oh, just like Zeus had a thing with his sister Hera. So you go, okay, this is very approving. This is like, okay, yeah, it's your sister. That, I don't know. It's cool. But you're gods. Yeah. Wait till the zinger at the end. And so he does, the middle part is all lost to history. But the final line, which I'm not even going to try to do it in Greek, but it basically translates as you are shoving your prick into an unholy hole. Wow. It was a little more subtle than that, but not a lot. And <laughs> clearly not enough. I think the subtler joke was your kids are going to have hip dysplasia. <laughs> which is something dogs get when you breed them too close together. Dogs hadn't been invented yet. then. It was all cats. All yeah, cats. it's just cats, right? Right. Just meow faces as far as yeah. the eye could Egypt, see. Egypt, right? So yeah, there's no that Egypt wasn't, there. but were they palindromes, his poem? Well, not, so here's not the thing. those we, two. Okay. We only have 12 individual lines of his work because everything was destroyed because he was considered, you know, uh, heretical, queer, um, uh, uh, obscene. One of his ones that survived is a, a really funny fart joke, which turns out to be a scathing review of a flute player. So he said it's basically like a mighty ox ripping farts in the field as he plows through the soil. That's his wow. description of a guy playing the flute. That's I would have loved to so read the whole. Yeah. making friends, making yeah, friends exactly. every time he put pen to sheepskin or exactly. whatever parchment. And, and, and the, so the sexual scandal part of it was they had these people called the Canadoi who were uh, effeminate dancers. They sang songs. They had their own argot, their own lingo. So it's kind of like okay. a mix between. Uh, underground street rap and drag queens or something it's, okay, it's so hard to quite it? picture this yeah oh i can totally picture that it'd be like more like cockney slang rhyming yeah, slang right, right. but they're but on also the street drag queens. Or, or like you know polari so uh in britain there was a dialect that was kind of the queer and sailor and uh oh, con right, man right. thief uh argot called polari so it's sort of like uh uh, do you know Nick Leonard, the comedian from San Francisco? Not offhand, but uh, he's a, he's a San Francisco comedian who's like a real student of the history of comedy, and he turned me on to these skits by Julian and Sandy, who were on Kenneth Horn's Around the Horn radio show in uh, England in the '60s, and it was like the least closeted gay characters on on public radio. But 
they weren't officially gay, but they spoke in Polari and they used that to, um, uh, you know, to, to closet themselves, basically. Mm-hmm. And um, talk to their friends. Yeah. And uh, do you know yeah. that Paul Lind, that in the early 70s, someone, I believe it was, no, no, it was not Paul Lind. It was... Oh, he was also on the Hollywood Charles Squares. Nelson Riley. Charles Nelson Riley. That's it exactly. Someone tried to blackmail Charles Nelson Riley in the <laughs> early seventies, uh, and he they said they were going to tell people that he was gay, and he was like, "Please, please try to shock anyone with that. You may tell whoever." That's so you funny. Wish. You know, yeah. I was so clueless as a kid, though. I used to watch that show. I was Paul Lind was whoosh. You know, I was like, yeah. what an exceedingly witty fellow he is. Yeah, well, that's because uh, you were blessedly not sexual as a yes, tiny child. that's true. That's true. It's one of the great things about my childhood is how not sexual it was. Right, right. I would like to thank my father, my mother, my stepmother, <laughs> all of the adults All the neighbors, the whole neighborhood. My right. four older brothers and my older yes. sister. Thank yes. you. Thank you so much. I'd like to, I'd like to thank everyone for this point. award. That people don't <laughs> yes. uh, talk about. No John Benet Ramsey's in our neighborhood. Uh, wow, nice reference. Also from three sixty four. And uh, <laughs> so um, I am old. Yeah. It's a fact. It's just a fact that I'm old. It's, but the thing is, is so so Sultanes. How do we know that he invented palindrome? Okay, Marshall. Do you know the epigrammist Marshall, who uh, no. Roman, you know, maybe first century CE. I believe mm-hmm. um, he wrote a bunch of short, very witty. Uh, uh, it's like good stand-up comedy. A lot of it. There's a, usually a okay. zinger at the end. It leads you one way. Then there's the twist, you know, Nice. Uh, and he wrote two of them about Sotades, apparently because Sotades was quite popular in those days before the monks became the keepers of libraries and destroyed all his books. Um, mm-hmm. and, uh, and so he wrote one, they basically wrote two, basically complaining about the fact that Sotades was more popular than he was and kind of bitching about it. And so, like, right. one of them was like, uh, just because I don't write backwards poems or read Sotades, the obscene Canadoi, uh, doesn't mean I'm not a good poet. Would you make the famous racehorse <laughs> walk on a plank? Come on. I write good stuff, not popular crowd-pleasing bullshit like that. Wow. So he was an alt comic uh, back yeah. in the day. He's like, I'm not writing uh, ox fart jokes. Yeah, so exactly. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah, if, you're, if you're looking for flute fart jokes, go find <laughs> yeah. Sultanes. Right. And his other one was even sharper. It was, uh, 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 so in those days, I guess, cunnilingus was considered really dangerous as well as, uh, strangely enough, gay for men to perform cunnilingus meant they were um, homosexual. Um, to- to women or yeah yeah to women it, it's oh interesting it's a it's, very it's, different frame of thinking that we have today thousands of years <laughs> thousands of years of men going how can i get out of this yes, kick off exactly. is at noon kick off is at noon get exactly me out of here. so, so uh, uh not surprised okay so this one he was like so it was a pun based on the phrase putting your head in danger which uh you know he got his head oh, okay removed right so it was like his so Toddy's putting his head in danger. No, basically, because he can no longer carry a stout truncheon, he uses his tongue. Ah. So putting his head in danger, initially you think he's risking getting executed by the king, but really what but it means is he's going to catch sex. an STD from oral sex. Right. And then and, the invention yeah. of the dental dam. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> not, not addressed in Marshall. <laughs> Oddly enough, wow. or at least okay. I haven't finished. I haven't finished his book. I just skipped to the parts about Sotades. But anyway, so he did these two palind- these two epigrams on Sotades, and uh, the the one where he says, "Just because I don't write backwards like Sotades, the obscene." Is case. the first sort of reference to it, yeah, which is yeah, why people yeah. think that he's the one. Fair well, enough. it's interesting. You know, people have found a couple hidden references. It was it was very um, uh, dangerous, obviously, to be too much like Sotades. Uh, 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 an author who pretended to be Plutarch, but wasn't, they call him pseudo-Plutarch, wrote a, a lesson for kids that was just like, don't be an idiot like Sotades the Obscene and insult the king to his face. What are you, stupid? Which, that's you know, it. that's common sense. Um, that sounds like a beautiful children's book and a good parable. <laughs> They're not wrong. Exactly, right. 
Uh, so there was a lot of kind of things like that at the time. Um, but uh, yeah, but the actual word, so the only fragments of Sotades we have are the quotes people made in telling you not to be like Sotades. Right, right. This yeah, actual stuff enough. has all been destroyed. So Yeah. Oh, what I was going to say is because he was so forbidden, uh, scholars just in the last 20 years since I've started researching this have found a couple other authors referring to Sotades, but they didn't even use his name. So people missed it the first time. Wow, he got subtweeted before. Twitter. Yeah, exactly. He, he invented subtweeting as the subject, like mm -hmm. one of them. So I told you that there was that part about, um, you know, just like Zeus married his sister Hera, the first line of his infamous poem. So another poet, I think it was Callimachus, um, uh, starts out a poem where he says the exact same words. And then he interrupts himself and goes, no, no, you stupid dog. You'll get yourself killed. Don't say that. That's and funny. and a, an Italian guy only figured that out in the 1990s that hmm. they was talking about Sotadis. Well, that's fascinating. That is cool. So when's the next instance of palindromes? When's it become okay? Uh, well, it's back and forth all through history. That's kind of an interesting thing. You know, in the Greek world, palindromes were going on. In China, palindromes were going on. Uh, so it falls in and out of fashion in every culture really goes through uh, periods where people go, this is stupid, it's just artificial, this is bad poetry, this sucks. And then other people think it's really cool. And there's cycles of this in every society and they're offset. So, you know, uh, Greece, you have a uh, holy Christian palindrome, uh, okay. like going around baptismal fonts, nipsana nama madame mononopsin, wash your sins, not only your face, is found even today in churches all across Europe and in Greece uh, on holy baptismal fonts. Oh, okay. So if if the the so the first palindrome, the the oldest palindrome that that we've been able to find is Soltades. Yeah. So, uh, no, Soltades. no, the oldest one we have surviving in, in in the sense that we use it letter for letter, backwards and forwards, uh, is from the first century BCE, and it's a school textbook from Teb Tunis, Egypt. So again, just like I learned about palindromes, kids were learning about palindromes uh, in school back then. So, and so there's nothing before that in any other culture. Like there's no... Like, I haven't found it. I, I, okay. I don't want to claim, you know, I, I, right, I, I've it, been researching that, this as hard as anyone, but there's a lot of info in the world. Right, there is very much. <laughs> and But so according to the info that you have, yeah, the, the oldest yeah, one you can as far as anybody knows, yeah. Started in Egypt and then, yeah. uh, and has come forward. And it was Greek language found oh, in okay. Egypt. There were two, there were a bunch found in Pompeii, uh, okay. including the Greek one from Teb Tunis was in Pompeii, and the famous Sator Square or Rotas Square is really what we should call it. Are you familiar okay. with that? Nope. That Did was one of the, the reasons I, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say the reason I didn't study classics in college, oh, besides right. my Latin teacher telling me that I wasn't good at Latin, was that I was going to have to study ancient Greek. Oh, so yeah. uh, instead, well, this, uh, so yeah. well, the Rota Square is in Latin, and uh, the movie Tenet, which nobody understood, is completely based on the Rota Square, and which might be why Square? no one understands it. So uh, it's a visual thing. I should draw it on the on the board back there. It's a five by five square of words that reads up, down, sideways, backwards, all the same. And so okay. you can do it in either direction. You can do Rotas, Opera, Tenet, Arepo, Sator, or you can start with Sator and go Sator, Arepo, Tenet, Opera, Rotas. Okay. And so write those five words on top of each other like a word stack and the yeah. S, it spells Sator down as well as across. And at the end, it goes up and to the left as well in every wow. direction. So you can imagine that tenet is like a, a, a plus sign in the middle of it. Okay. Right? Yeah. And what and was that's the movie? The whole movie tenet was based on that. Okay. In a low-key way. Based on that square. Yeah. So what for was... example, so go ahead. Yeah. I just, so, I've never heard of the movie tenet. Oh, really? It was like the first Hollywood blockbuster they tried to rush out in the middle of the pandemic and nobody went because it was in the middle <laughs> of the pandemic. They kind of yeah, missed the timing on it. That's going to hurt. It was that guy, Christopher Nolan. 
Oh, okay. Who's the, the okay. memento? And uh, yeah. he's done a, a bunch uh, of that guy. Yeah, that weirdo. That this that, was a that huge, light. big budget movie. Okay, well, good for him. It was, he's yeah. the M Night Shyamalan of of words. Yeah, is, yeah uh, absolutely. Yeah, good for him. Good for him. Yeah, Memento, of course, also a palindromic movie because the whole thing goes backwards. Yep. He's obviously a, a filmmaker hero of mine, but uh, right, this right. one was yeah. a massive flop because nobody wanted to go to theaters. But it could it could be huge in uh, in the long you know if Maybe. If, he's, if he's willing to play the long game if the It'll keep if the coming back is, yeah yeah so okay so so yeah. in that film for any listeners who may have seen the movie so famously everybody goes I didn't understand what that was about so it's not a time travel movie it's a time reversal movie so someone has invented a machine that you go into the machine and when you come out. Time runs backwards for you to compare to everybody else. Like Benjamin Buttons? Well, Benjamin. like your 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 direction of time is reversed. So it's today, and then I wake up, and then it's yesterday, and then I wake up, it's the day before. Um, yeah, right. And, and so these guys are using it to commit crimes, of course. Like you can go into the future, find out what the stock prices are, go backwards, tell somebody what they're going to be. Right, uh, and and so that's the kind of that's kind of the idea, and the name it's always the about mo- money. It's yeah. always so sad. Nobody's ever using time travel to fix things. Well, quantum leap. Well, but, one guy's uh, trying to destroy the world. That's not okay. Really, arguably, fixing things from his point of view. <laughs> right, it's certainly finite. It's certainly his, his uh, perception is questionable. Truth, truth. That. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, Rotos is the name of the machine. Tenet is a password they give you in the first scene, which is at an opera. Sator is the last name of the villain, uh, Andre Sator. And this is my favorite twist. So in this word square, we know what four of those five words are as Latin words. They're very common Latin words. A repo, nobody has any idea what it is. It's just not a word. It just okay. simply is not a Latin word. People have made lists of all the Latin words. It's not one of the lists. Some people right. go, oh, it must be a name we don't know. Well, people have made lists of all the Latin names, too, and it's not one right. of those. Right? I think it's just the letters you needed to make the square work after you put the other words into it. Oh, very possible. Because you're right. just like, because there's that guy. Yeah. It's really easy to do four of the five words. Right. And then... You only have two letters that are not filled in yet, and you can just put anything that sounds reasonable. So the twist in the movie is the character Thomas Arepo is an art forger who you never see in the movie, and we're not sure if he really exists, which I think is a very subtle shout out to the fact that this isn't a real word. Right. Wow, this is a deep dive into some palindrome. I know. This Can is you believe no one yeah. else figured out how this movie worked besides me? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Can you believe that there aren't, it's just the 600 people that are deep diving into palindromes? They want to know. They want to know. The so, real can you believe is can you believe some studio spent $100 million to make this movie on the premise that this would be a big hit? Big hit. Big hit. Well, we got Nolan attached to it. You guys. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was, obviously. Yeah, yeah. That's so it's funny. good actors, and yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, uh, what else? What What else do you want to tell me? Like, so we go forward, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. let me just say this. So I got into this, you know, just because I thought palindromes are fun, and then I started writing them. I met some people who wrote them, and John Agee sent in some cartoons. I'm doing this little zine, the little handmade. So you had somebody on zines on the Dark Forest recently. They sounded pretty professional. Like they actually went to a printer and stuff. Like the kind of the zine world I knew is you get eight sheets of regular printer paper, you fold them in half, you staple them in the middle, and you've got a 32-page booklet. And that's your zine. Well, but are you handwriting it out? Some people do. Usually you print it on a printer. Mine are all printed. I print them on right. my Well, printer. then you're as fancy as those two guys that were on mine. No, no, no. They went to a professional printer and had a thousand copies made up and had colored glossy covers and that kind of eventually, thing. Eventually. Eventually. Yeah, yeah. were, But but the zines that they loved more than their own zines yeah. were the ones that were eight pieces of paper that right, were printed right. on a dot exactly. matrix printer. Exactly. Or yeah. some people had written, but that wasn't really sustainable over the long run. 
but uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, but I, I kind of morphed into a history geek is what I, I did. And it's gotten out of hand to the point where I'm actually giving talks at scholarly conferences now. And uh, about, I'm just about, just uh, about the Rotas Square, about palindromes, okay. Rotas Square. I'm finding new palindromes that people don't know about. I'm giving a talk at the International Medieval Congress in Leeds in July, except it's on Zoom this year, uh, on the tradition of Latin palindromes, where I just, for the first time ever, collect all of the Latin palindromes. I've found 47 so far and give the history of them and the citations and where you can find them and link them together. And then I argue that they form a coherent self-referential tradition uh, based on each other. It's not just people scribbling little notes in the margins, though there is some of that too. So okay, that's, our, that's the kind of stuff our, I'm doing. Were they famous, um, these, these Latin palindromes you found yeah. 47 of, some of them are from published works and some of them are just from diaries and stuff? Or Well, I mean, you know... All of the ones I'm oh. looking at were before 1600. So very few of them were even after the book was invented. So most of these are okay. handwritten manuscripts, but some of them were still very famous. Like there's a guy, Hrabanus Morris, uh, in 805, like right when Charlemagne was the king. And they're mm -hmm. pulling together the big library. Um, did you watch uh, uh, Game of Thrones? No. Oh, okay. So there's a maester scene. So there's a cool scene toward the end where the one guy gets trained as a maester and he goes to this giant library with yeah. the esoteric knowledge and books and stuff. That's basically Charlemagne's library is what that's based on. Al Quinn formed this library for Charlemagne. Did you ever read any Umberto Eco? I'm dying to read Name of the Rose. That's all about this well, stuff, right? Right. Name of the Rose is the only one. I've tried to read other ones. Umberto Eco is an incredible historical fiction writer. Yeah. Incredibly dense, incredibly smart, very well researched, recently died. And uh, we have in this house probably four or five of his books. Oh. I've only read The Name of the Rose. He wrote and one that actually has like the Sator Square in the title or some variation on it, which obviously yeah. is on my reading list. Who was the uh, uh, Dan Brown? He's the fanciest yeah, right. Dan Brown in the world. Right. Echo. But a yes. more real Dan Brown, a less cheesy Dan Brown. He's 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 done he's done essentially a lot more of the of the background work. So, but yeah. the, the Dave of the Rose is a beautiful book. It's a I gotta it's read exciting. That. It's yeah. it's really smart, and it's it's got it's actually pretty funny. Yeah, and it's um, you know, it's very hard in in some of that dense fiction. to, yeah. to yeah. be funny. Yeah, and so good for them. Good for I should good, I should read that. That should be I'm, I have aspirations to write stuff like that too. So. So it sounds right, right. like, even though I haven't read Echo, it sounds like what you're saying is Umberto Echo to Dan Brown is like Ursula Le Guin to J.K. Rowling. Oh, easily. Yeah. 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 The Ursula ratio Le Guin, is the same. Right. And, uh, yeah. And the thing is, is, right. I mean, it's sort of the, the J.K. Rowling is even... I mean, dude, the the world building is so different. You know, you yeah. might as well say that like Anne McCaffrey is to you know uh, N.K. Jemison. You know, I uh, mean, it's just like it's very the world building is real, right? But it's a lot more up here. It's a lot yeah. lighter, and it doesn't mean that both are not enjoyable, right? Right. right. Uh, I but but it is sometimes harder for me to read an Umberto Eco than it is to read yeah. Dan Brown. You know, a Dan Brown, I can. That, you know, that's three or four days. And I'm like, well, that was right, fun. Right, it's over. Sure, sure. Umberto well, Echo, yeah. six weeks. <laughs> I'm definitely Team Le Guin on, the, uh, on that comparison. Oh, yeah. oh um, for sure. But, for you sure. know, and I, br well, I bring it up because they both wrote series about schools of wizards. Oh, And Ursula oh. was a little salty about that. Uh, oh, I'm sure. And then, but Neil Gaiman, I'm sure, also has some, so the, the, the magic series that he wrote, uh, Literally, it was a graphic novel, and the artist, it was 10 years before J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter. Right. If, if you look at the magic series that Neil Gaiman wrote, yeah, the, the boy looks yeah. like Harry Potter. Oh, wow. What and, year? And it is a magic school. Or um, what's the name of it? I don't care about the year. What's the name? The, the uh, it's got the Neil magic Gaiman magic, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah, well, just yeah. Google Neil Gaiman magic. Cool. There you yeah, go. he's also on my list, but I haven't got to him yet. Oh, he's a delight, as you can yeah. imagine. Uh, 
if and if and if you and if you like the art, right? Yeah. If if you like the art of the uh, of the palindrome, the graphic novel. Yeah. Yeah, his um, I would say, Sandman is extraordinary. Oh yeah, uh, I've heard raves. Right. Unfortunately, there's you know like I I think I read Sandman and I think it was more than eighty. It was might have been seventy five or eighty. Yeah, uh, issues and they're, wow. they only take twenty minutes, but the art is gorgeous and it's yeah. beautiful. But it's um, anyway. So you can get them all in one book at the library now. Uh, I no, you can't. You can get oh. them in four books uh, that okay. are beautifully bound, and they're a hundred dollars nice. each. And I got oh them for Andy Ashcraft for Christmas four years oh, in a row. Nice. We so have a whole graphic go. novel section at the library I work at. So I'm oh, there sure, you go. I'm sure they have it. Oh, I'm sure they've got it. So there's yeah. probably yeah, awesome. and, and there's yeah. Do that. I can read it on the job. You could, yeah, yeah, right, right. Yeah. As people walk behind you. Yeah. <laughs> um, not just yet. Okay. And uh, so, okay, so, and then, and then you've also done a bunch of sort of competitions, like you've created shows. Yeah. yeah. So there's so uh, other I've done a, a comedy it. show. Yeah. Uh, um, Mike Kaplan was in that, and Zach Sherwin, and Dax Jordan, some other people oh, you yeah. know. Virginia Jones, who you just oh, worked yeah. with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's amazing. So we, so basically uh, the show palindrome fight is just the same thing as the world palindrome championship, except for a comedy show. And we take improv suggestions from the audience. The amazing thing is no one has ever failed to come up with a palindrome. Even people who've not written palindromes before. That's amazing. I'm not going to say they're good. No, but well, they can be. It, Sometimes what, they are. What makes a good palindrome versus a not? Oh, there we go. So that's an interesting question. So we get back to your earlier thing about the Illuminatus Illuminati. Mm-hmm. I would argue that almost every palindrome has a flaw in it because mm-hmm. it's just so hard to write things that read the same backwards and forwards. So uh, it's your taste in flaws. What do you choose? What kind of flaws uh... do you choose? And there are different palindromists in the world who find different things acceptable. Like uh, Martin Clear the current reigning world palindrome championship would never say like, Oh, darn it. You know, O H comma D A R N I T. He's like, no, O should only be a single O and it's only a poetic call to a, a named figure. And I'm like, Oh, screw it. Oh, whatever. I'll do O with or without an H, you know, okay. I'll know what you're if, saying. If you need, if you need the H, if I need, yeah, right, right. Exactly. If I need, but uh, there's other things I won't. I will. I don't do initials. I don't do abbreviations. You okay. Know, I find that unacceptable. Other people do. So. And and plurality, obviously. Yeah, or, or grammar mistakes. Some people, you know, bad palindromists might have a glossary at the end of their palindrome to explain why something should make sense. Uh, Lori <laughs> Kilmartin is doing a joke where uh, she says the plural of Pegasus as Pegasuses, which. Oh. Uh, has um, initially made everyone I know cringe, and then, <laughs> and then literally, I believe she's had to address it in the joke, right? Where she's just like, Not "It's more Pegasi. fun to say Pegasus." Yeah. yeah, it's just more fun to say, <laughs> "Get off my areola," right? And, right. Uh, right. So, uh, which is a Janelle Monet line out of a well, out of a, oh, a song. Worse. Is there music? Yeah. Is there is are people doing palindrome and music? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I've been doing it for centuries. There's canons, the whole, you know, uh, uh, classical canons, the, yeah. the retrograde canons, the backwards canons. Even Bach, people like that did uh, uh, things going back to like the 14th century. There's a whole long tradition. The weird thing is you can't really hear that it's any different. You can read the sheet music, so it's more like the sheet music is palindromic, but you would never know it listening to it. Okay. I just did a podcast uh, for uh, Anthony Etheridge, one of my competitors, a palindromist, buddy, um, uh, Pinderact Press. He's a poet. He's a constrained poet. And uh, he and I were on with uh, Lori White, who's a bassooner for the Salt Lake City Orchestra. Okay. Some people like to say bassoonist, but like Lori Kilmartin, I think bassooner is a a funner word. Yeah, yeah. It's much more fun. Uh, I wonder how she she plays and writes backwards. Okay. Does she, she does use bassoonist. She, okay. I mean, she gets paid. It's a job. She gets paid real money. So she's right, not right. going to so goof she... around with it. Right, right. And uh, I do and know she's that actually whenever worked anyone... really hard and stuff. So. 
Right, and she gets to call it whatever it's her. Yes, name. yes, absolutely. Uh, right, whenever anyone calls me a comedian, I like to point oh. out that I, if they're going to diminish my work, if they could please call <laughs> me a comedian. Oh yeah, uh, my wife yeah. is an actor, so yeah, I know what yes. you're saying. Right. Yes, and uh, unless and, your name is Anne, then comedian would still be oh. cheesy. <laughs> that would be super cheesy anyway. <laughs> uh, Mark Saltbeat, Vite, that's it. Salt, yes, Saltbeat. Thank yes. you. Yes, at Dallast. Dallas. Oh, that's right. Not I is. I don't claim to ish. be authentic Taoism, but I have kind of my own idiosyncratic take on it. I have a blog called Dowish.org. Okay. Uh, if you want to go, that's a whole nother world that, uh, you know, we're right, not right. going into today. But, but yeah, the, my Twitter handle is Dowish. Yeah. Right. What's the palindrome website? It's just palindromist.org. .org. And if you want uh, to see it, the great film, The Palindromists, that's thepalindromists.com. Okay. And, or Apple uh, TV and, and iTunes. That's awesome. Are you well, in the Ted Lasso? an hour. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Okay. Is that it is, uh, the hour has gone by so quickly. This was fascinating and lovely. Thank you. Yeah, it was very I, fun. I had I'm, a great I'm, time. I'm honored. I've wanted to do the show forever. So thank you very much for having me on. You're welcome. And Rangers, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. <laughs> my hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Thank we you. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?